T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Search and browse more privately. Download the free DuckDuckGo app today. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Joe Weil. There's a ground ball to short. That could do it. Chang, Hernandez, two. And the ball game over. 6-4-3, double play. And the Red Sox take game one of this series. They've won three in a row and six of their last seven. Final score, Boston seven and Oakland three. Three straight wins for your Boston Red Sox. Today, the Sox beat up on the Oakland Athletics by a score of 7-3. to So the Red Sox have now won six of their last seven games. And for the little worry that we may have had that the Red Sox would slip up against a team below 500 as they've done a little too many times here in 2023. That's not the case tonight. They score five runs in the bottom of the second inning to break a score. Nick Pavetta out of the pen. Very strong. He ends up striking out a season high eight over five innings and the Red Sox bang out ten hits for the sixth consecutive game. They have had six consecutive games of ten or more hits and they beat the Oakland A's seven to three tonight from Fenway Park. Joe Wiles still with you here from Fenway Park on Red Sox Review. We're going to take you all the way up to 11 p.m. The number to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. Would love to hear your thoughts about how you're feeling about this team with another victory under their belt. And, of course, the Oakland A's are the worst team in Major League Baseball this year at 25 and 65 on the season. But this is a perfect time to beef up your record. The Red Sox are in the midst of a 12-game stretch in which they are playing teams that are below 500 on this season. And they came into tonight with a record against teams that came into today below 500. They were 10-14. and 14. They actually played well against teams that uh, have done a nice job this season and played above 500 baseball. They were 35-29, and 29, but 10-14 and 14 coming into tonight against teams below 500. They beat the A's. They leave no doubt about it. It got a little bit close after a two-run home run by Seth Brown of the A's made it a two-run game in the top of the seventh, but the Red Sox tack on two in the bottom half of that frame and end up beating the A's by a score of 
above 7-3. Lots to discuss tonight. We'll talk about Nick Pavetta's outing. Brennan Bernardino also a nice outing again for him tonight. He's been an underrated guy for the Red Sox in their bullpen. Second straight time he's pitched in which he's been an opener, and he gives him two scoreless innings. His ERA drops down to 2.51 on the season. But Pavetta's numbers out of the pen uh, continue to be strong. We will talk about that. We'll talk about the Red Sox offense. Jaron Duran with two more hits. He's now 10 for his last 16 at the plate, but there was production up and down the lineup for the Red Sox tonight. And again, no home runs in this homestand, yet they continue to bang out 10 or more hits, and they're now 3-1 and one over their last four games, all of them being at Fenway Park. And then if you extend it to seven games, 6-1 and one over that span. Before we go any further, let's hear what Alex Cora had to say after the Red Sox 7-3 win. It started with Bernie, too, you know, give us the two innings with a lot of lefties and just let Nick do that, you know. Uh, last one, I think it was 67 pitches to 870-something. And we like this. We like this structure. Um, it gives you kind of like the liberty of just bring him whenever you feel like it as far as, like, the lineup. Today we were short, so you know, we were actually talking. We scored five. We only have one more lefty in the bullpen. But if Walters or Murph were available, probably we'd have gone to them and see how far they can they would take us and then use Nick if we needed to. Yeah, it's just how obviously the A's are where they are, but just how important are these games for you guys to beat the teams that you I mean, um, I know everybody's making a big deal out of that, right? We're playing good against great teams and struggle against teams under five hundred. We just want to play good baseball and, and we know when when we do that, um, we're a good team. Um, you know, we, we didn't make two plays today. They scored three runs. And uh, we have to be better at that. But uh, it's important to win this series, um, you know, finish this homestand the right way. Um, you know, that was a tough series against Texas. Today was a tough day there with Medina. He was really good. So just be ready for tomorrow with Pax and uh, try to win it tomorrow and hopefully put ourselves in a situation to sweep him on Sunday. Putting the ball in play, right? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, how many, how many balls we hit hard? We run the bases well. Doogie first to third. Uh, Casas on the contact play, he takes off. So uh, that's good baseball, and uh, we haven't done that in a while. Kind of like uh, get the big hits, and uh, the last two days have been solid. I think people were making a big deal like he wasn't going to go out, like he was going to go out there and pout, you know, like he didn't want, I mean, what's he going to do, not pitch, you know, like if you want to innings, you got to pitch better, you know, and I think he's been able to attack, relax a little bit and, uh, you know, it's a different mindset and uh, we like this version of Nick. So just as well as you do, I, you probably, it sounds like you don't want to take her with him. You want to he's not going to start. Yeah. He's not going to start. It's seven innings. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we use three pitchers. It, it really doesn't matter, right? Like, I mean, we, we, we got a lot of lefties early in the game, and Bernie gave us two, and then he goes five. You know, like, if he starts and goes five, then it's the same thing, right? Like, so it really doesn't matter. You know, maybe in, in the stats or whatever, but at the end of the day, he's getting his inning, his inning, and he's been dominating. So um, I think the last thing we have to worry about is for him to become a starter. You know, like, he's going to get a lot of outs, and he knows it. When is just a matter of how the game dictates. Feel some security with Jane and Trostock. We, I mean, 
you know, like Pete, I know Kika has struggle and throw the ball away and all that stuff, but you know, he's a good defender. You know, like I'm not, I feel secure with everybody out there. You know, I trust my players. Some of them have struggled throughout. Uh, some of them are making plays. You know, he's a good player. He's a good player, and we know he's a good defender. Kika turned, you know, two double plays to, today. You know, so. Uh, I think uh, it's not fair for the rest of the group to just say, oh, now I feel comfortable with this guy. But he's a good player. He's a good player. What about it? Do you feel like you know, Well, he went from 67 to 75. So, um, you know, hot night tonight, you know. Um, he was going to go out for, to get the, the righty if, uh, if the game would have stayed close. But then we score a few runs, and then we use Joe, and he did an outstanding job. You know, today was really good for the group knowing where we were bullpen-wise. So tomorrow we got packs, we're reset, and uh, you know, ready to go the next two days. Just like to follow up what he was saying, uh, would you like to keep building up beyond this even? I mean, it'll be great. I mean, if he keeps, I mean, if he goes out there and gives a six, it's great. Seven, it's great. You know, it really doesn't matter. You know, like, uh, he, he's, a, he's a reliever now, but we know he can go deep into the games, you know. Uh, it just happens that he starts his game in the third inning. Um, not yet. I mean, we got the lefties. You know, they should be reset, Murph and, and Walter. So they'll be a big part of it. How are we going to start it? We don't know yet. We good? Good, good performance by the offensive side. Uh, so there was no need to use Yoshida. Was today a good day for him? Uh, it's always a great day when he doesn't play and we win. You know, he, he's able to reset and uh, he's playing left field tomorrow. So. Uh, we just got to take care of him. Yesterday was a long game. You know, it was a grind. It was hot. And, uh, you know, now he has fresh legs going into tomorrow, and he'll be ready f to play the next two. Uh, it was his daughter's third birthday. Jamie, do you want me, uh, me to go home early and start his family? To what? Excuse me, sorry. Uh, daughter's third birthday. Uh, oh, it's her birthday today, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, uh, I, know, I know they're here now, so it's great. It's great for him. Uh, I think it helps, too. You know, I think communication-wise, it had to be tough. But now he's, you know, they're here in Boston, and uh, I know they're going to enjoy the city, and I know he's very happy. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. All right, so that was Alex Cora speaking after the Red Sox 73 victory over the Oakland A's. The last couple questions about Masataki Yoshida, who is not in the lineup today. Just a day off. He'll be back in the lineup tomorrow. But a lot of interesting stuff there from Alex Cora after the winning performance from his team tonight. Uh, the definitive statement about Nick Pavetta stood out. He said he's not going to start. There were questions about if what he did tonight will thrust him into a rotation spot. And as we've talked about, there are too open for the Red Sox right now. Uh, you have James Paxson who's going tomorrow. You have Brian Bayo taking up another one of those spots. And right now, uh, Cutter Crawford's taking up another one as well. But with the injuries to Chris Sale and Tanner Houck and Garrett Whitlock, you have to figure out how you're going to piece it together for those other two spots. Today, they go with Brennan Bernardino as an opener and then Nick Pavetta in long relief. He ends up uh, posting a season-high eight strikeouts in five innings four hits uh, he allows three runs just two earned though and uh, one walk and he threw 76 pitches 60 of them strikes and then he only allowed three 
hard hit balls out of the 11 batted balls against him tonight. He also had 46 swings against him, 15 whiffs. And as a reliever, his ERA is now down to 2.79 across 14 appearances in this span, 39 strikeouts in 29 innings pitched. And that's a huge difference from what we saw from him as a starter. In eight starts this year, Pavetta posted a 6.30 ERA, and he was very susceptible to the long ball. Now, he did give up a home run tonight to Seth Brown, but regardless, you look at the totality of what he's done as a reliever uh, since Alex Cora moved him to the bullpen. He's been a much better pitcher, and it seems like Alex Cora likes the dynamic of bringing him out of the bullpen rather than putting him in a traditional starting spot. If you want to chime in on Nick Pavetta and what you'd like to see for his future or about the team's performance tonight, call in at 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. Joe Wild with you here from Fenway Park, taking you all the way up to 11 p.m. after the Red Sox third consecutive victory. Let's go to the phones for the first time tonight. We'll go to Kelly in Amherst. Kelly, you're on Red Sox Review. Hey, what's going on, bud? So, yeah, you asked, uh, what do I think about the team? You know, uh, optimistic, pessimistic. I'll put it like this. If they can get one more guy to roll with Bayo, one more pitcher to maybe not be as good as Bayo. I mean, he's tearing it up. But to be a uh, second fiddle, to be, you know, up there in that, you know, quasi-dominant spot, I don't know how they actually get to the playoffs. I can't answer you that. But if they could get to the playoffs – with Bayo and one more tough, tough pitcher, not necessarily an ace, but somebody tough. I don't know who it is yet, but if somebody can emerge, man, I think this team could really make a splash. The bats come on sometimes. I think they could do it, but without one more real good pitcher, uh, I, I think they're not going to do anything until they get that. And Kelly, appreciate the call. Starting rotation to me is one of the biggest question marks for the Red Sox as we get down the stretch toward the trade deadline on August 1st. The one thing I'll say is that the Red Sox, as of now, do have that other pitcher alongside Brian Bayo and James Paxton. Paxton, as I said before, was the American League Pitcher of the Month for June. He was spectacular across five starts in the month of June. Three wins, 1.74 ERA. He was so good for the Red Sox. The thing about Paxton is you just hope he stays healthy, right? Because of all the injuries he's dealt with over the three previous seasons, you hope that he continues to perform at this level and also stays healthy along with that. But he is that other guy alongside Brian Bale right now. And so you have two studs in the rotation. The problem is Cutter Crawford's been okay since he's been put back in the rotation and then two question marks you know in the other two spots and you heard uh, Alex Cora say that uh, there's going to be a combination unless they are needed tomorrow in some way but it's likely going to be a combination of Chris Murphy and Brandon Walter the two lefties as is how he says it will be going on Sunday Paxton gets to start tomorrow and then best case scenario for the Red Sox you go with your A plan of Paxton and then you can uh, have Martin pitch the eighth Jansen the ninth you, you have your A plan work out and you can go to those two guys tomorrow without those being those guys being utilized uh, in uh, in 
in that game. Uh, and Alex Cora talked about it with uh, Joe Castiglione before today's game. He was saying that that was likely the plan, hoping that would be the plan, but it depended on what happened tonight with the pitchers that the Red Sox utilized and how the game ended up unfolding. And it unfolded pretty well for the Red Sox because they jumped out to an early lead with the five runs in the bottom of the second inning on four hits. And uh, it, it, at that point, they seized control of the game and in a lot of ways, I think you could say that they cruised. Again, it got a little close to the top of the seventh inning after the two-run home run by Seth Brown that made it a two-run game. But they were in control tonight against a team that, you know, just in terms of beefing up their record, they really need to beat. And the A's are now 25-65 and 65 on this season. Their abysmal 2023 season continues. But the Red Sox take care of business tonight in game one of a three-game set. And the pitching... In, in how Alex Cora, in his mind, was probably thinking he'd like it to go, ended up going according to plan. So they go to Bernardino for two, and he tosses two shutout innings. Pavetta eats up that middle ground, giving you five innings, 76 pitches, and allowing three runs but just two earned and, and striking out a ton of A's batters. And then you go to Joe Jakes. And Joe Jakes is actually, you know, I think you have to give him a lot of credit. He, he's done a, a solid job for the Sox in the bullpen. I, I know his ERA is at 5.06, but they have utilized him a lot, a late-round pick. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's given them innings when they've needed it and Alex Cora felt comfortable at least in in that moment in the eighth inning to go to him with a four-run lead in a game you know again as we get toward the trade trade deadline every game becomes you know just a little bit more important but the Red Sox take care of business they beat the A's three pitchers combined for 11 strikeouts and uh, the Red Sox improved to 46 and 43 again the number to call in 617-779-7937 here on Red Sox Review we're taking you all the way up to 11 p.m. The Red Sox winners of six of their last seven and three in a row. Lots more to discuss. We'll also hear from some of the Red Sox players from tonight's win. But before we go any further, let's go to Brian Frizzoco with what's trending on WEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hi. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI.
back in action today. He hits a ball up the middle, a bouncer that gets through just past the diving shortstop, Wade. Two runs score. Verdugo in from third and Hernandez from second. And Yu Chang on the first pitch, the first at bat of his return to action, has a base hit. He came off the 60-day IL prior to tonight's game. He's missed 63 games back to April 25th with a left hamate bone fracture. And he returns and bounces one through the middle. Welcome back, Yu Chang, a guy that was missed, a guy that had solidified shortstop defensively for the Red Sox before he got hurt, before he missed 63 games, and he comes back tonight, fresh off the 60-day IL, and in his first at-bat, bounces a two-run single up the middle to give the Red Sox a lead in the bottom of the second inning. They tack on five runs in that frame, and the Red Sox beat the A's tonight by a score of 7-3. Chang did strike out three times tonight, so it was three strikeouts after the two-run single, but uh, again, great to have him back. He has been a guy defensively that has impressed in, in the short stint he uh, played with the Red Sox before getting getting hurt and uh, had that handmade bone injury. But welcome back, Yu Chang. And again, he's part of a winning effort for the Red Sox tonight from Fenway Park. The Sox now 46-43, and 43, still three games back of the third wildcard spot that's held by the Toronto Blue Jays. Joe Wild with you here from Fenway Park. Brian Frizzoco back at our WEI studios. If you want to chime into the conversation, Red Sox review, 617-779-7937 is the number to dial. Again, 617-779. 7937. We're going to take you up to 11 p.m. Let's go back to the phones. We'll go to Wally and Fall River. Wally, always great to chat. And as I always tell you, even better after a win. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely, Joe. Beautiful summer day today. I spent the whole day at the beach. It was gorgeous. Nice. Uh, Roma Reigns beat the crap out of the Usos on SmackDown. I thought you'd be interested in that. <laughs> it's good fact. to know. But. As far as the Red Sox, uh, you have to look at what the, at Hein Bloom how he's looking at this team right now. Uh, it'd be hard to you know they, they're getting that spunkiness back, Joe. Yep. You know everybody's chipping in. Uh, you're not getting Trevor, Trevor Story back till August, I heard. But as far as getting pitching right now, Hein uh, uh, Bloom, I know he's not going to go after Shane Beaver. Uh, you know, a Blake Snell or or a Max Scherzer. He, you know, but he's got to he's got to get somebody. He can't continue to go with these openers with all these pitches being hurt. But uh, Duvall's got to step up, and uh, you just have to. Everybody has to just ship him. But I don't see them being sellers at the deadline. I see them being buyers. I mean, they're inching inching closer and closer to that third wild card. So it's going to make a big difference on on how ownership thinks this out. You, you know, you just these these guys you really got it going right now. So you want to keep it going. But I see them finishing the first half. You know, five games over five hundred. They got the first five games after the break are pretty good. So they got to take advantage of these games, Joe. 
And without a doubt, Wally, and that, that's a line I continue to reiterate, the fact that the Red Sox are now in the midst after the game tonight. They're in the midst of a 12-game stretch against teams below 500. So after this series against the A's, this three-game set, you have the all-star break, of course, but then coming out of that, three games against the Cubs at Wrigley, the Cubs a below 500 team, then three more against the A's, that's going to be in Oakland, and then following an off day on July 20th, you play three against the New York Mets, who are below 500 as well. They have been one of the most disappointing teams in Major League Baseball this year with their high payroll. So this is a, a great chance, a golden opportunity for the Red Sox to cash in some wins and improve their record an inch closer toward the wild card race. The Blue Jays right now, they've rebounded after getting swept by the Red Sox and, and they're playing some good baseball right now. But you're gaining ground in the Yankees, who a team you have to jump to get toward that uh, third wild card spot. Now the the Red Sox are just two games back of the Yankees for uh, in the division, in the wild card, and the Yankees without Aaron Judge, they're 18 and 22 now after getting shut out by the Cubs three to nothing at Yankee Stadium. So it's starting to you can start to uh, you know see the light at the end of the tunnel here in terms of uh, the record improving and this Red Sox team inching its way toward possibly being a buyer. I'm putting some qualifiers on it because you know their position right now being out of the the, the uh, out of a playoff spot at this current moment doesn't necessarily signify them as buyers. But if they continue to play good baseball, maybe that changes how they view some of the pieces on their team that they could have shipped out if uh, they were below 500 and really not anywhere close to the wild card race. Again, if you want to chime in, 617-779-7937. Joe, just quickly, how many games out of the wild card do they have to be for you to say, no, they have to sell? As opposed to, you know, if they're two games out, are you going to say, no, let's, let, you know, let's go for it? Like, what's kind of the line of demarcation for you? It's it, it's a great question, and I if you know for me it's just it almost doesn't depend on how many games back they are, or it, it, it's more of the sense of are they playing good baseball? So if they keep winning, and you know the the Blue Jays keep winning, you know it, throughout this next couple week stretch, and there may be a game or two back, I think that they do become a team that has to or has to think about acquiring another you know another chip. I I think the 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 one thing to think about moving forward again, and I, I've talked about this before is that the Red Sox with Heimblum they're trying to build sustainability right that's the that's the mantra we continue to hear build up the farm system make it a player development factory so that they can create a sustainable winner so I think in the context of this season, you have to keep in mind that the the ownership is sort of viewing this team as, okay, maybe next year's when they take that jump. So do you sacrifice a future piece to go get somebody right now? I think it just depends on who it is. If it's a, if it's a guy that you see potential long-term upside, like one team I look at is the White Sox, right? They may start selling off some of their pieces. So if you, if you package maybe some prospects for, and I'm just throwing out a name, this is completely speculatory. And I'm just giving you an example, but like somebody like Dylan Cease, who was uh, uh, the second in the Cy Young race last year, not having as good of a season, but a guy young enough that you can think about long term. Maybe you consider something like that that can at least you know take you into the next year when you probably.
probably view, view yourself more as a contender. And hopefully the Red Sox spend some money in free agency to kind of get them back to that point. Because as we saw with Nathan Avaldi come into town, and, and granted he wasn't great against the Red Sox tonight or, or yesterday, uh, he's had a great season. And you think of him, you think of Michael Waka, some of the names they didn't sign in the starting side that they could certainly use this year. Uh, that are performing well at other places. You have to spend that type of money to bring in free agents that you want, right, and and to build it up moving forward. So, Brian, I think that's where I stand on it. I, I know that's sort of a convoluted answer, but I, I think it's more complicated than just saying, are they a buyer, you know, if they're uh, one game back? Because I do think you have to think about what they're trying to build moving forward and if getting that one piece really gets them far into the future. But I think if you can get an established piece that's young enough that you can build with moving forward, that's where you consider shedding prospects, in my opinion. Again, if you want to chime in, 617-779-7937. Brian, where do you stand on this? I mean, you know, I'm sick of Bloom as much as anybody else is. And, you know, I'm not thrilled about him, you know, what he's done since he's got here. But you also have to look at it and say, like, I could be wrong. Or everybody who's doubted Bloom up to this point could be wrong. Everyone's gotten wrong things about sports in the past, including me. So I look at it and say, I could be wrong about this team. He could make some move at the deadline, you know, a Kyle Schwarber kind of move like he made a few years ago, and then you go on a run. I mean, we look at teams in the last, call it five years, the Washington Nationals. Who saw them going, you know, on a run? a few years ago. You look at the Phillies last year. They were two games away from winning the World Series, and I believe they were the third wild card. So if you're in it, you know, in along the trade deadline, in August, September, wherever it is, I think you have to, you know, go for it. And I get what you're saying about, you know, not wanting to risk the future, but I'm sorry. I've seen too many teams in that sport. When they get in the tournament, they have a chance and they can go on a deep run. Even teams that, you know, will laugh at. I mean, the Nationals were like 19 and 31 or something ridiculous to start the year. And they went and won the World, World Series. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit different, though, because that team was sort of built for the now, right? Their, their, their thought going into the season was, we are a contender, and then they got off to that tough start, but you look at the roster that they had. I mean, they had Steven Strasburg, you know, they had uh, you know Max Scherzer. They had these guys that were super-duper established, where you look at this team and you look at the rotation. I mean, we've talked about two guys uh, in James Paxton and Brian Bayo that you can look at your horses, but even they come with qualifiers, as much as I love both, and especially Bayo. I mean, I have been uh, I have been just completely enamored with what I've seen from Brian Bayo this year, but he's still a young guy you know he's 24 years old Paxton's 34 and so I I think with Paxton especially you have to weigh him in the context of where you are on the season you know record wise and if he's a part of your long-term future because we've seen the value of trading somebody that may help you win games now but get you somebody moving forward like I'm thinking of like Andrew Miller right you know the the Red Sox and I know that's a different example but still a, a, a guy that was pitching well with the Red Sox he gets traded uh, to the Orioles and they get Eduardo Rodriguez back and he's a big piece in 2018 so sometimes making those moves and being smart about it helps you uh, moving forward do you want to get back to the phones again if you want to chime in 617-779-7937 let's go to Jacob in downtown Boston Jacob you're on Red Sox review hey thank you for taking my call yeah I was just listening to some of the past callers Wally and Brian uh, specifically about those mid-season trade type of moves. Uh, the same way that we got a Jake Peavy in 2013, it doesn't quite feel that way, that we're one piece away. Uh, but to your point from just a second ago, we got Yoannis Cespedes for John Lester. So 
I do think that there is some sort of move on the horizon, especially with this roster crunch. Uh, Pablo, Yu Chang, uh, Kike, Christian, all in the middle infield. And especially the way that Duvall's been playing and Kike's expiring contract. Playoff Kike is no joke. We've seen it, uh, and there's value to that. But if the team can bolster those weak spots and trade high on the value of some guys that we have already, I also agree that we're only one move away, three games above 500. Yeah, no, and Jacob, I appreciate the call. And this is the intrigue, right, going uh, as we move closer and closer to that August 1st deadline. Where are the Red Sox at, right? Like, you can see, I, I think you can now see a couple of different scenarios where the Red Sox make a move as a buyer of sorts if they continue to play good baseball. And you can also, let's be honest, you can see this team, if they don't put together a sustained run, selling off some pieces. Like, like a Adam Duvall. You know, who's been the clubhouse with him and Turner, I, I think, has, has done wonders for them in 2023. You know, but Duvall, you think about Jaron Duran and like how well he's playing. You almost wonder if, if it's important if the Red Sox are in a position where they're not a contender, that you trade him somewhere, you get a good prospect back that can help you in the future, and you're also, you know, possibly helping your, your actual product on the field at the same time because you're getting Jaron Duran consistent playing time. Like, I have been blown away with what we've seen from Jaron Duran, you know, over the a 20-game stretch here. So he came into tonight hitting 404 over his last 18 games, and now he's 10 for his last 16. He goes 2 for 4, 2 runs scored, he hits a triple. I know he had a defensive miscue at the top of the 7th inning, but he ends up making up for it because he gets on base in the bottom of the 7th inning with yet another extra base hit. And you think about how dynamic he is at the top of the lineup and the fact that he's a real difference maker for the Red Sox this season. And maybe it makes sense, again, if the context of it makes sense, to trade somebody like Duvall, get somebody back that as you're building this thing up, uh, you, you, you maybe have another piece to the future of it. I understand. I, I want to make sure I make this clear. I understand the frustration among Red Sox fans that we're in year four of the Bloom era and we're, we're still having these conversations about the Red Sox being sellers. I totally get it, right? It, it makes sense. It's Boston, right? This is a, a win-now market. You have to compete. You can't build like you do in Tampa Bay like you do in Boston. That That is a definitive fact among the fans here and how we care about sports and just the culture of it. That is without question. Uh, but I do think that... It, if it makes sense within the context of a year, you have to be smart about it and not say, okay, let's put push all our chips in to maybe grab a third wildcard spot. And I think that's just the point I want to make. I, I want this team to be a contender. I want them to be you know, at the point where they're the definitive buyer on the market getting a big acquisition. And and I talked yesterday about Nathan Avaldi and, and that deal and how that's one of the best trade deadline acquisitions for the Red Sox. I'd argue in their history, but I was focusing on that 2004 to present day era and all the great moves that the Red Sox have made you know to help bolster teams that ended up winning championships like the Dave Roberts deal Orlando Cabrera Steve Pierce you know and then Orlando Cabrera one also mixed in with Doug Minkiewicz as well but uh, it just all depends on if it makes sense at this current juncture to to deal off a future piece and that's all I'm trying to say let's go back to the phones let's go to Paul in Westfield Paul you're on Red Sox review <laughs> Paul, are you there? Yes. Hey, Joe. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Thanks for joining us. 
Thanks, buddy. I, I got to pull you and Joe apart for one and uh, help understand that uh, if you have a situation like you're saying where you sell something off, you have a run for it. It depends on what we're getting off and what we're getting in return. But this is the point um, I think that I agree with you on. When you see them actually play good defense and like this pretty team and break them out um, and seeing Pavetta control things for five innings, that's really nice to see. And considering Avaldi, uh, Whitlock, and our other uh, starter is out, we're having a, with Bale, we have an opportunity to keep him. This is the thing I need to help out with them. Bale did something I heard them say that hasn't done since Roger Clements. It has to do with five starts where you have two hits or less than two runs. It's an incredibly strong stat that only Clements have done. And clearly keeping him and not letting that kind of talent go because yeah. we have an offense. I don't want to sell stuff off when we're not really going anywhere this year, but we look like we really could. We're in the best division for a reason. No, I, 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 you, you make some good points there, and Paul, I appreciate the call, uh, and everybody sticking with us because the, the connection there wasn't great with Paul. But sounded like he I, had a pillow taped over his yeah, mouth no, when he was making it, that call. It, it, it was a little difficult. I think I, I made out pride what he was trying to say. So I, I want to give a shout out to Rob Bradford because he wrote an article uh, about Brian Bayo today and about uh, the idea of uh, a contract extension for him. This is the thing the Red Sox I think need to do a better job of because they put themselves in tough situations with Mookie and Xander not getting out ahead of it, trying to lock up a player long-term. And you look at a team like the Braves who have had uh, so many extensions for players that eat up arbitration years and then they lock them up for some big years and the Braves are the best team in baseball. I, I feel very comfortable unequivocally saying that. So a guy like Brian Bayo, uh, you know, he was asked uh, about the idea of an extension if the Red Sox, you know, have, have, have offered one. He said, no one has ever asked me that question but to hear you ask me that is definitely cool. He said that through a translator. Uh, but, he, you know, uh, he's only 25 starts into his big league career, but I think we can tell this guy's this guy's a stud. Like, he, he's so much fun to watch. Uh, he's everything you could ask for in a young pitcher. He's got poise. We saw it in his last start against Texas where he frankly didn't have his best stuff, and he, was, uh, he still got through seven innings and allowed two runs against maybe the best offense in Major League Baseball. That's the type of thing I'd like to see the Red Sox do. Lock up the long-term talent that they have that they know, uh, you know, will be stars in the future, and go that model more of the Braves, who are a you know a player development machine, and then end up keeping these guys long-term, and that's the hope with the farm system that Heim Bloom is building up right now. But again, I I understand the impatience that you feel about the situation because I think it's valid being in year four and feeling like okay, where's this thing going? Are they going to be a contender with what they're trying to do in the minor leagues, cultivating you know some some homegrown players? The fun thing though is that you have somebody like Jaron Duran who's really showing out. He's a homegrown player, former ninth round pick that, you know, went through some trials and tribulations last year and has turned into a stud this season and has another great day at the plate in which he's two for four, has a triple, scores twice. And then, you know, you think of Devers, you know, is a guy that you've now locked up long term. So good job there by the front office. I know he hasn't had his his peak Raphael Devers season, but again, that's a guy you want to keep long-term. It'll be a big question when it comes to Alex Verdugo and what the Red Sox decide to do moving forward. I mean, he's played like a borderline all-star this year. Do you decide to keep him, or do you explore maybe his trade value at some point um, as he inches closer and closer to free agency? So I think there's a lot of interesting, uh, you know, 
questions to be had about who do you want to keep long term and that's where the trade deadline comes into play for the Red Sox and what they ultimately decide to do before we go to break Nick Pavetta was uh, the star pitching wise for the Red Sox because he had the longest outing of the night Uh, he was uh, sandwiched between Brendan Bernardino who was the opener he was great two scoreless innings in his second consecutive outing in which he was an opener he strikes out three and then Joe Jakes on the back end with two scoreless innings to wrap up the seventh three win for the Red Sox tonight over the A's but Nick Pavetta yeah, he ends up getting the bulk of the innings tonight five innings pitched four hits three runs two earned one walk a season high eight strikeouts and here's what he had to say after the Red Sox win tonight Nick in, in this role especially and, and with guys injured right now how much pride do you take in being able to go length like you did tonight and, and, and give the entire staff a little bit of a rest yeah, um, you know, just went out there and uh, found a strike zone, uh, got ahead of guys. Uh, it was good. And then, you know, the offense early was, was on top of it, scoring uh, five runs, and then they were able to tack on as the game went on. Even though you're not pitching the first inning anymore, I mean, they started to feel a little more like a starter just with the kind of the inning, you know, it continues to stretch you out here, get out, get out to five today. Or... Uh, I mean, I came out of the bullpen. Um, you know, it's just, it's a relief appearance to me. You know, I went five innings. It was good to get some length uh, uh, for us, you know, especially after yesterday. Um, you know, I think that's what's most important to be able to put the team in uh, a good position to win a baseball game. You know, like I said, guys came out swinging early, made it easy for the pitching staff as a whole. Uh, just try to keep the lead as uh, far away as uh, in a good enough lead to keep continue the game. The strikeout total, <clears throat> was there anything different tonight that was leading to the swings and misses? No, nothing, nothing different. Just uh, commanding my pitches, um, you know, using my break ball when I needed to, um, getting ahead of guys and just doing my job. This team has been putting together innings last night in the seventh, tonight in the second, where just a lot of balls put into play. How impressive has it been to watch this offense come together the way it has? Yeah, there are a bunch of grinders out there. Um, when they play loose and they just go about their business the right way, you know, they, they do tremendous things. You know, the work ethic that the group has as a whole, um, how much they care about, you know, just each individual bat, each individual pitch is, is tremendous to watch, and then we just feed off of that as pitchers. What do you think kind of just like the biggest key to the success you're having the last few weeks? Um, I don't know, nothing in particular. I think I'm just being me. Um, you know, just staying in my mechanics, getting ahead of guys, and then just uh, utilizing my stuff in the each individual count. Good. Thanks, Thank sir. you. All right, so that was Nick Bavetta talking after picking up the victory tonight. He improves to 5-5 five and five with uh, five solid innings out of the bullpen. The long relief guy today and uh, the guy that came after, Brennan Bernardino, who was the opener. Alex Cora saying after the game definitively he's not going to start after asking the question if after tonight he'd consider Nick Pavetta for the rotation. He likes him in the bullpen, so that's where he's going to stay. But he was great tonight against the A's, the Red Sox. A 7-3 winner tonight, and... The Bo Sox have now won three consecutive games. This is Joe Weil and Red Sox Review at Fenway Park. We'll pause for a short break, and then we'll wrap up Red Sox Review right after this on WEI. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. 
So now with the wild pitch, Casas at third and Chang at second and Duran hits a little pop up in the drawn in infield throw to first and not in time. It was a high chopper up the middle. And by the time Kemp fielded it and threw to first, Duran runs too well. A run scores. Casas in from third. It was a, a chopper that went straight down in front of the plate, high in the air. Kemp had to backhand it with a leap. No chance to get Duran. It's an infield single and an RBI. And a 3-0 Boston lead. What speed can do for you. Jaron Duran, an infield single as part of a five-run second inning for the Red Sox. Red Sox take it by a score of 7-3, and that was the highlight from tonight's Nissan Red Sox postgame show. You deserve a car that thrills you. Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience a thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at NissanUSA.com. Com today. Joe Weil with you here from Fenway Park, wrapping up Red Sox review as the Sox have now won three consecutive games, and Jaron Duran continues to be a catalyst for this Sox club that has also won six of their last seven. He goes two for four tonight. He did have one defensive miscue in the top of the seventh inning, but uh, he ended up making up for it in the bottom of the seventh inning with the triple and then came around to score as part of two runs coming in in that frame. As again, the Red Sox take it seven to three over the A's in the first game of a three-game set. And now let's hear what Jaron had to say after yet another Red Sox win over the last week. Jaron, uh, uh, another team-wide inning tonight, right? I mean, it, that, those five runs, I don't. there wasn't an extra base hit, uh, but just the, the value of putting ball into play pays off for this team, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, we're just trying to push the envelope and keep pressure on the defense whenever we can, even if it's just hitting the ball in the air or hitting a little little dribbler. Second uh, triple of the week, getting used to these? Uh, you never know, just hitting the ball in the right spot and just running like crazy and just trying to do my best. That play over and left, that's a strange, uh, in that corner that ball can come back sometime. Can you sort of talk us through what happened? Yeah, I knew that it was going to come back, but of course I just messed it up. It's dumb on me, I got to talk to Nikki and let him know I'm sorry about that play, but I knew it was going to come back, just got too close to the wall, and it even gained ground towards the wall, kind of came back and went towards the wall, but I got to have that play. Just need to work on it more and something I can learn from. I went through one of those triples to take, like, one extra bounce so you could uh, go the distance there. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't know if I got the cardio for that right now. Speaking of what you talked about, Nick, uh, how impressed are you just the way he's done uh, this role? I mean, he's a dog. I mean, I never doubted him for a second i mean he's been one of our guys from the start and i have complete confidence in him he's doing what we know he could do thanks guys all right, so that was Jaron Duran talking after the Red Sox 7-3 win, uh, being very accountable for that defensive miscue in the seventh inning. And if you missed the game, it was basically a fly ball down the left field line, and he ends up overrunning it. So he went more toward the line than he should have. The ball curled back in the air behind him, and it ends up being a double for Shea Langliers. And, uh, and unfortunately for the Red Sox, it ends up, uh, allowing Seth Brown to hit with the runner on second. He hits a two-run home run to make it a two-run game, but doesn't hurt the Red Sox because they add on two more after that in the bottom of the seventh inning to beat the A's 7-3. to I think the one thing that you need to definitively say at this point is that your best lineup includes Jaron Duran in it, which you may not have said 
uh, are expected to say coming into this season. It has been a 180 type of turnaround from Jared Duran from a season ago where he looked lost to the plate. And, of course, the enduring memory of that season was the inside the park grand slam off the bat of Rymel Tapia where Jaron Duran didn't chase after the ball but that's all in the past because this guy now appears to be a piece for the future for this Red Sox team and also of the present because he has been hitting very well and uh, hitting over 400 now over his last 19 games and a catalyst at the top of the lineup. You just have to play him. You have to find ways to play him. And uh, I I saw Red Sox Twitter in in a little bit of an uproar yesterday with the fact that he didn't get the start because uh, they were just trying to get some new pieces in. And uh, he ends up affecting the game yesterday despite the fact fact that he didn't hit because Alex Cora brought him in to pinch hit against Nathan Avaldi and then Bruce Bochy makes a, a move to bring in a left Tander in Brock Burt, uh, Burke, and then they have to take Duran out, but you get Rob Refsnyder up at the plate. So Jaron Duran uh, ends up changing the game without even uh, swinging the bat. And tonight, he has another good performance at the plate. Two for four, two runs scored. Red Sox a winner, seven to three. They'll look to make it four in a row tomorrow for a uh, 4-10 first pitch at Fenway Park. James Paxton on the hill. And uh, the Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show starts up at 4-10. want to thank Brian Frizoko back at our WEI studios doing a fantastic job. I'm Joe Weil saying so long from Fenway Park. The final one final time, Red Sox 7, A's 3. Thanks for joining us on Red Sox Review. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.